are listening to Stream Talk Repeat. I'm your host, RJ, and on this week's episode, I'm going to go over a little bit of a change for this show going forward, and then we're going to get to it and talk about Moon Knight episodes one and two. So let's go ahead and get started. Before we go ahead and start talking about Moon Knight, I wanted to make a few announcements and let you know about a few changes and a few decisions that I've made in regards to this podcast. So one, to make it more manageable and easier for you guys to follow along, I'm only going to be doing like one to two shows at a time. I'm not going to be jumping from here to there. Like I'm going to stick with those shows from beginning to the end of the seasons. Obviously, we're going to be covering Moon Knight until it uh, finishes. And then when Miss Marvel and Obi-Wan start, we'll be covering those. And I haven't decided whether or not I want to make it separate episodes. That way you could just tune into that show or separate topics. If you have an opinion, be sure to join the Facebook group and let me know. The other thing is I've decided to narrow down the streaming service that I'm going to be covering until further notice. And I think these two really are the best bang for your buck and just have everything that I personally enjoy covering. And that is Disney Plus and HBO Max. Disney Plus has all the great stuff for Marvel. You know, it's got Star Wars. It's got good documentaries. It's got Pixar. It's got the Disney catalog which is all amazing. And then you also have um, on the HBO Max side, you have all of the DC stuff. You have just a great plethora of films and some of them are still day and day release, which is cool. So we can talk about more recent films on this uh, podcast. And last but not least, HBO has just got an amazing catalog, a back catalog of groundbreaking, outstanding shows. You know, I've been flirting with the idea of going back down memory lane, doing my once every few year watch through of like The Sopranos. And if that is something you guys are interested in, um, like doing like a little sideshow, like a throwback Thursday kind of show covering Sopranos, let me know. So yeah, that's what we're going to do. So for the next month or so, we're going to be talking about Moon Knight. And then when Miss Marvel and Kenobi comes on, that's what we're going to be talking about next. Let me know if you guys are cool with this. I think it's be going to be a, a lot easier to follow and easier on the wallet that way you're you know i know a lot of people have multiple streaming services and the only reason why i do is because of course we password share <laughs> so that's why i'm able to watch netflix etc 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 uh fucking let's see um you know sling hulu etc list goes on and on Anyways, guys, let's go ahead and jump into Moon Knight episodes one and two. Spoiler alert for episodes one and two of Moon Knight. I am going to be talking about both of these episodes together. 
um, and, and kind of bouncing between the two episodes. So please go ahead and get caught up on that before listening to this podcast. All right. First general thoughts. I'm already a little bit disappointed with uh, this show. <laughs> and let me tell you why. I If I would have covered this weekly episode by episode, the first episode I would have told you, oh yeah, it's very intriguing. It's very engaging. It's interesting. Um, you know, it leaves you wanting to know more and, and know the mystery behind what is actually going on with Steven etc etc what's this voice who's mark etc but then episode two literally answers all that like it, it, it answers all the questions it already pulls back the mask if you will and gives us pretty much all of the setup i feel like now, I don't know how many episodes this entire show is going to be, but like WandaVision, the most intriguing part about this was the mystery. It was the quirkiness. And I loved WandaVision until it became just another Marvel stereotypical, let's beat up each other, throw something at each other, etc., etc. And I feel like Moon Knight already jumped the shark and already did that and it's a little disappointing now i'm still gonna obviously watch it um it's it's not that it's terrible it's just like we're again instead of doing something different from other marvel properties it did it for one episode and then bam it's already gone like it's now just a marvel beat em up like trying to stop the bad guy from getting the bad thing and doing the bad thing right all right with all of that kind of out of the way i want to talk about steven as a character first one that fucking voice golly it is absurd it is awful it is terrible but i think it's intentional and that's okay because you have mark which is just just oscar isaac's normal voice right i think i'm hoping at least and they haven't really showed it yet but i'm hoping that steven's voice starts going away a little bit more and more and you start hearing more of mark come out and maybe that's why they started so annoying or that maybe he refines his his accent a little more as the show goes on but it's kind of annoying now i appreciate the general putsy like like he's you know absent-minded and and quirky and everything um, however, I will say with the whole mom thing, I feel like it's a little Norman Batesy and it kind of confirmed in the second episode. It's like, oh yeah, this is my mom's flat. So we've never seen his mom in his mom's flat. 
So that probably implies that she's dead. Again, going back to the Norman Bates vibe that I'm getting. And maybe it is Norman Bates. Maybe that's how he came up with Mark. And Mark is, is you know, his split personality that was triggered and created because of his mother's death. Who knows? Um, so there are still some mysteries to be to be you know figured out but like the main plot it's already there they're gonna they gotta go find this goddess's uh fucking tomb so this is literally the plot line of the mummy and stop the other people from resurrecting this mummy to then end the world because not end the world but to get rid of all of evil and okay you know i'm i'm all up for like Indiana Jones. Um, I've, I believe I've stated it, it on this podcast, but that's what I'm kind of thinking. Kenobi's going to be. It's going to be like adventure. Indiana Jones looking through like Jedi tombs and the the ancient Jedi archives, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Anyways, tangent. Back to this. So they're going to go look for a tomb, and we left off with them actually being in Egypt. The show at least for the first episode, the second episode was kind of like whatever, but the first episode I felt like has a decent budget as far as uh, the special effects are concerned. They really did a great job with the chase scene um, in the first episode. I really enjoyed that. The blacking out thing is always kind of cool. Although again, it seems like that's going to be less and less now with already episode two, which kind of sucks. Um, I just, I didn't need to see it all already. Uh, but maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm the weird one. I know a couple other people who, you know, hated WandaVision until it got back to being a regular Marvel bullshit fucking fighting vision versus vision, et cetera, et cetera, which versus which, which actually I keep bringing up WandaVision because it's heavily on my mind because of what Ethan Hawke's character says to Steven or uh, Oscar Isaac's character, which is like, he's like, you know, trying to get his, his judgment. And he goes, Oh, there's chaos in you. Now I know that on a, on a surface level, he's just referring to like, Oh, he's split personalities. He has a bunch of stuff going on with him. But I thought, Hey, is he also referring to chaos magic? Is that, is that the kind of magic that is relied upon in this, this ancient Egyptian culture? Like, are they using chaos magic? And that's what these gods and goddesses are. Um, which is a possibility because if, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, Wanda vision or not Wanda vision, but Wanda can make you see stuff. That's not there. Right. Well, you get to see the jackals and stuff that don't come up in the real world, but they're clearly there. They're invisible, but they're clearly there doing damage. So are we on this path? with all of these Disney plus shows with Loki and Kang um, playing into Ant-Man 
uh, who they've confirmed Kang is going to be in there. WandaVision playing into Doctor Strange and even potentially this playing into Doctor Strange slash Eternals because I'm just guessing here because Eternals has to deal with gods and stuff like that. Maybe? And that's cool. Overall, with everything Marvel uh, Universe right now, they're playing uh, uh, what seems to be a lot more fast and loose with the canon. And I'm not opposed to that, but I kind of want to know what the fuck we're going with this all because, and maybe we're not going anywhere and that's okay too, but I wish they would come out and say that. And I don't think they will say that. And I think it'll just be, it's going to be a little bit more messy and a little bit more loose because we're just at this point where this universe is too big, just like the actual comics, the comics, you know, they get big, they get all these universes, these parallel universes, these alternate timelines, blah, 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 until they reboot it, right? Until they, they do their typical infinity style, or like if it's DC doing rebirth or flashpoint, like, and reboot it all. And maybe they'll do that with uh, Doctor Strange, Who you, you never know. But here I go again. And I think this is Marvel's biggest problem. Instead of focusing on the show that's at uh, like on hand with Moon Knight, I am then automatically already jumping into what does it mean for the universe as a whole? Because Marvel has spent the last 10 years driving it into all of us that everything lines up with everything. And it's all fucking good. Like it's, it's all, it all means something. Right. And yeah, it's <laughs> my mind just automatically just goes. We're like, while that was a benefit when you were playing, when you kept things close to the chest and you were only dealing with the movies because nobody counts Netflix, nobody counts agents of shield and you're only dealing with the movies, like, it's a lot easier to follow. It's a lot easier to expect. But now there's so much overlay with you have shows premiering, you have movies premiering, you have... It's just crazy. Don't know where we're going with all this. But anyways, tangent concluded. Back to Moon Knight. So back to Moon Knight. I really enjoy Ethan Hawke's character. I think he's a good little cult leader protagonist or antagonist right almost if as if steven would be the perfect prey for him right like if steven wasn't like bipolar or or i'm not bipolar schizophrenic or multiple personalities whatever they're defining it as um that he would be one of those people who's you know latches on to a strong character, a strong someone with a strong presence like Ethan Hawke, you know, very, very Charles Manson vibes. Right. Um, which is, it, it's kind of cool to see that. And I just, I, I am interested in, in this culture and what it means for the Marvel universe, how they're going to interpret it. Because one of my favorite movies of all time is, the mummy with Brendan Fraser. Like that is such a guilty pleasure. And I'm hoping that with this show, we start leaning into 
the Egyptian culture a little more now that we're actually in Egypt by the end of episode two. So I, I do have hopes for it, even though, like I said, you already pulled back the mask with with Moon Knight. Um, the character design is dope. I love the difference between Moon Knight and what everyone's calling Mr. Uh, Mr. Knight. I really dig, uh, Mr. Knight's, uh, suit. It kind of reminds me a lot of the DC character, um, Black Mask. Like, I think that's like super, super cool design. I actually like it more than the Moon Knight design. Um, I do want to see him use the like batons. I think that's going to be really cool when he kind of figures that out. Um, and in the way of like Shazam, like, like the powers manifest within Steven differently, clearly, which I think is really, really cool. And that would be a great benefit. I think to the show is if more personalities, uh, erupt to have different suits. And I just think that's super full, super cool. So this whole avatar thing with like Kansu and everything, I think is cool. Um, I wonder if we're going to see them actually manifest anything more than, you know, kind of what Ethan Hawke implies, which is like, he can only change like the weather when he gets angry and he's kind of like erratic, which makes sense for, the Mark slash Steven character, because they're both super unbalanced, right? They're, they're, they're the legitimate opposite of Ethan Hawke's character, which is all about that balancing the scale. Hence the, the whole tattoo moving thing, judgment thing, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so it's, it's got a real good yin and yang vibe going. If we're mixing metaphors here. I think the action was actually better when they didn't show it. I'm a little underwhelmed with the CGI and fighting of the jackals. Like it's, it's, it's written to where like, I feel like if you did it a little bit more skillful, did it a little bit more tactful or like budget in mind that you could probably save a little bit more money to add to when you do have to show all the CGI jackals and Kansu, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it's not terrible. It's definitely no daredevil though. And it's just, again, more Marvel brawl, destroying city parts. Yeah. It makes it, you know, I, I, I'm listening to myself talk here and <laughs> like, it makes me feel like I really am hating on Marvel, but there, there is room for good popcorn stuff. However, my frustration lies within yet again, they're giving us something or waving something in front of our face that could be potentially more than just good popcorn action blowing shit up and destroying city buses, etc., etc. Um with the first episode or with like the first three episodes of WandaVision. And I just feel like they haven't they haven't trusted themselves enough to like really lean into that. 
like they have with some of the movies, right? Okay, so like a prime example would be uh, Captain America, Winter Soldier. You know, that's a spy thriller. Um, Shang-Chi, you know, that's that's straight up just fantasy. Um, and even Eternals. Like, I know Eternals isn't like the greatest thing ever. And it's Marvel's greatest DC movie that they've ever done. <laughs> But at the same time, I respect them for doing something completely different as far as tone is concerned. At the end of the day, it's still just another action movie, but the tone is different. And I appreciate that with a lot of the films. I just wish that carried over into the shows more. The One Division tone with the sitcom stuff was amazing the moon Knight stuff with episode one is amazing. And maybe I'll get more of that. And maybe I'm just judging it too soon, but it really seems like they just took all the mystery out right after episode one. Um, and it's, it's a little bit whatever. And I think, and I was thinking about this. I was, I was thinking about this. I, one of the problems is I feel like, because these are limited series that they're still approaching these shows from a movie perspective, as in like, we have three hours to tell this story where maybe if done correctly and warranted, okay, I'm not talking about throwing filler in this isn't fucking book of Boba Fett. Okay. But Maybe you get 12 episodes instead of 10 episodes, or maybe you get 10 episodes instead of eight episodes. That way you can have, you can take your time a little bit more. WandaVision did do a pretty good job with what they had. I felt like the ratio was good. If from that aspect, I just wish that there was more of the thing, but that's because more of the, the sitcom stuff, because that was the more entertaining part for me. This one feels like they're rushing it a little bit. Moon Knight feels a little bit more rushed. And I don't know if they did that because they got feedback about WandaVision. Not everybody liked the sitcom stuff or whatever. I don't know. Uh, again, it's hard to judge Moon Knight by itself because we have been brainwashed to judge it as a whole. As a whole entire universe, I should say. Um... And I think that's that's my my biggest hang up on this show is like it's it's okay, it's good, um, but it's not blowing my mind. First episode, I was like, okay, this is exciting. Second episode, I'm like, oh, now we're on an adventure. Now we're just gonna be destroying stuff. You know they're gonna have a fight at the fucking pyramids of Giza. Like, you know, Moon Knight's like throwing a jackal up against you know. You know, the, the the pyramids or something. Or, you know, he's going to take off the ear of the Sphinx instead of taking off the nose. Um, or something stupid. Anyway, those are my thoughts on Moon Knight Episode 1 and 2. I would love to know what you guys think. So be sure, to, again, to join the Facebook groom, stream, talk, repeat the podcast. Let's talk about it, okay? Let's 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 have a discussion, if you will. 
here is a little bit of a bonus subject matter where RJ's just going to rant about more shit, even though I just got done ranting about Moon Knight. But I'm going to rant about something random. I've told you guys previously on this podcast how much I love Law & Order. Well, I recently watched the first episode of season 21, which is the reboot of Law & Order. Fuck, it's awful. And I know this just goes away with what... (laughs) I know this just goes on... um, Goes goes against everything that I said about, you know, thing. But this is just on regular TV. It was awful. It was awful. That's all I guess. That that's that's the, the conclusion I came. One, the CD doesn't get shown now. I don't know if it's because COVID and they couldn't shoot outside or whatever. Or if just because the state of New York City isn't what it used to be before the pandemic, that um Literally, I think other than the intro of it being in Central Park, everything was shot inside up close where I feel like a lot of the I feel like a lot of the older episodes really made New York City another character because they always had these wider shots and them walking in the street or getting a hot dog or etc 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 really encapsulating the city this fucking episode could have taken place anywhere and it actually leads me to believe was it even shot in New York City because I don't know I'll have to google that but it's just disappointing because and, and that's not to say anything about the actors I just think the vibe is so way off. Like I said, it's all close-up shots. The dialogue isn't as good. Um, they got some heavy hitters. Like Hugh Dancy is in it as the the main prosecutor, which I loved him in Hannibal. Um, and he just comes off like a pompous asshole, which is fine. Again, not a problem. But I think my biggest complaint is the vibe is so off. It's so wrong. The shots are off. They're wrong. And that theme song is fucking whack as fuck. Fix that shit. Jesus Christ. Just give me the original. And that's coming from a guy who likes, you know, synth and stuff. Because it's like the original, but then they have like a, a driving like synth race. Like, and it's just terrible. Anyways, that's my little bonus thought on uh, Law & Order. I just wanted to get that off my chest. Um, yeah. Anyways, guys, thank you for listening to this episode of Stream Talk Repeat. Be sure to join us on the Facebook group. Like us on Instagram. And share with your friends. I really, really appreciate it. Like I said, if you want, guys want to talk about Moon Knight, Let's do it. When Kenobi and Miss Marvel come out, let's do it. Um, And yeah, guys, thank you so much again. Until next time, I'll talk to you later.